0: Welcome to the Essential Financial Advisor Marketing Podcast. In this podcast, you'll get discussions and interviews 100% dedicated to helping financial advisors with their marketing challenges, as well as sharing what's working well in their practice. The Essential Financial Advisor Marketing Podcast is produced by financialadvisors.com, the premier directory for financial advisors across the U.S. Your hosts and panelists include Jim Eckel, president of financialadvisors.com, and Ken Tucker, marketing solutions architect. So thank you for checking us out, and please let us know how we can better help you grow your advisory practice.
1: Welcome to the Essential Financial Advisor Marketing Show, brought to you by financialadvisors.com, the consumer-friendly, advisor-driven, comprehensive marketing services for the independent financial advisor. I'm Jim Echel and my co-host is Ken Tucker.
2: Hey everybody. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, financial It's a set of new services that we offer. It's a full range of digital marketing from reviews, getting online reviews, social media, building a sales funnel, search engine optimization and focusing on your website. So make sure to definitely check that out to learn more. It's financialadvisorsupport.com.
1: Thanks very much, Ken. Well, Today's guest, I would like to welcome Don Santorelli. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Don. Close.
3: <laughs> it's Santorello. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody gets it messed up.
1: Santorello? Yeah. Santorello. Okay. With she's with DS Financial Strategies, so welcome to the show, Don.
3: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, I'm excited What I can with everyone out there to help them as well.
1: Very good. Thanks for thinking like that.
3: First of all, Don, could you
1: tell us how long you've been a planner and where are you located in these great states of America?
3: I've gotten into the business, it'll be 17 years in March, and I'm physically located in Yardley, Pennsylvania, but I work virtually with clients across the country. Thanks to COVID, that was the positive (laughs) super lining. It expanded my business in ways I didn't even know was possible. So I love it (laughs) because I became virtual before it was cool back in... 2017.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. It's presented a lot of opportunities as well as a lot of challenges. And if you're in a position to be able to reinvent your business or take advantage of virtual
1: technologies, it can be a very good thing. Definitely. Yeah. Well, John, what made you want to become a financial planner?
3: I grew up very poor. I was adopted at a young age. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My grandmother raised us because my biological parents uh, were living their life, doing what they did. And then my grandma, she couldn't afford to keep me and my sister anymore, my brother. So my brother went with his aunt and me and my sister got placed into foster care. So in and out of that, that was horrible. Then we finally found our forever family and got adopted. So that was great. From a very young age, I was like, I do not want to be poor ever again. So let me learn all I can and let me make as much as I can. So on the flip side, it had caused a scarcity mindset. But then working into what I'm doing now, I've learned to Eliminate that. Like I said, you can't always eliminate everything. So I just always work on it whenever it comes up. <laughs> so having nothing drove me to be in this business because I didn't want others to have to suffer and I didn't want to suffer.
2: So, Don, you have a n- unique niche. Uh, tell me more about that.
3: Sure. Like, I'm a very spiritual person, like someone who's what they call like a woo woo, someone who's holistic into the law of attraction. I guess that's how people who are non who aren't into that kind of world can understand it. So basically, Yeah. Law of attraction. So I actually combined that as soon as COVID hit, it's funny being in scarcity mode. I was always concerned. Oh my God, am I going to have enough money? If my bank accounts got below a certain threshold, I was freaking out, even though people be like, that's nothing to freak out about, but in my mindset. But then as soon as COVID hit, it was crazy. It's pretty ironic. I lost all fear about running out of money, Hmm. which is very ironic, but I did. And then I was like, wow, you know what? Let me go Combine my two loves, my spirituality. And when I say spiritual, I don't really mean religion because it's not really, it's just basically, like I said, law of attraction and mm-hmm. combine it with finances. So I did a fir- my first workshop. It was actually supposed to be, when was it It's was supposed to be April 7th of 2020, but obviously that got mm-hmm. canceled. So I took it online. Like I had my spiritual teacher talking and she was giving out intuitive advice. And I was talking about money and how to attract money, release your money blocks and what how to invest your money properly. And then I've gotten clients right from the very first time I did that, then I did another talk. Again, got another client, and I asked him, "So why did you agree to meet?" It's like because your story. I'm like, really? I have a story. Basically, I was stuck in a parking garage with 200 bucks in my name, and I couldn't get out. And then later that year, I made over six figures. She's like, "You're real. We can identify with you. You're not some stuffy financial person who's telling us what to do. You yeah. actually listen. You're one of us." And so that's when I realized, okay, maybe being myself and is not such a bad thing. Before that, all those years, 16, 15 years, I was trying every system, buying every system out there, calling myself a financial swing coach, whatever the system said to call yourself. And (laughs) yeah, it wasn't me. So now that I'm being me, it's good. I'm attracting people like me, spiritual people. And it's just, yeah, it was a whole mind shift and paradigm shift that I had to do. And through that, that allowed me to get more speaking gigs. I got involved with a great networking group. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of publicity. I finished my book and that became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Ooh. And it was amazing because that was in money and budgeting category and in investing. it became number two. And my wow. book cost 1999 and it was number two to Napoleon Hill who had a free audiobook. So I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm a woman. I'm in, in the investing thing and talking about spirituality too and clearing money blocks. And I still made yeah. number two. I Okay, the world is ready for what I have to offer. I love my niche. It's just, yeah, because I get to help people and give them hope. And it's funny. I even have clients I talk, do my manifestation technique with. They didn't become a client yet. I just told him like, hey, since you got, I guess I can't say that right here, but he manifested a lot of money with my help and a beautiful home. And so I'm like, okay, now you have those accounts. You we might as well sit down and talk about them. So I called him out on it, and he's finally agreed to like after he closes next week to schedule a meeting with me. So so that's what I love. I get to help manifest people's dreams and also show them what to do with their money. So yeah. like, I'm very excited about that.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm a business made simple coach. Mm-hmm. And one of the modules in there is called Hero on a Mission. And it sounds like you're very much a hero on a mission. Mm-hmm. And that's a book that's going to be coming out by Donald Miller here toward the end of the year. And it really focuses on storytelling and how you can leverage the power of storytelling mm-hmm. That might be something you want to check out. It sounds like you're already doing it. thing about Donald Miller's works; are it's super easy to understand. Cool, yeah, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I can see from you being a financial swing coach that certainly <laughs> makes you different than other certified financial planners. And you mentioned something about the world of financial planning being stuffy, and I can I can somewhat attest that I started in the world with the Merrill Lynch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were the epitome of stuffiness back then. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of them still are. Yeah. So uh, how does that comport when you said that you're a swing coach, you did everything oh, else, but you found your niche? In your own words, what that must make you a lot different than what the, even the CFP.net, yeah. I mean, they have one stratagem that they follow, and it's I don't think anybody agrees with it, aside mm-hmm. the administration of the CFP.
3: I don't call myself a financial swing coach anymore. That's just what someone told me to call myself. And <laughs> I was selling their system. And yeah, even my compliance said, I'm the, I'm leading the way. There's no other CFPs who are doing what I'm doing. So, which is really cool. I was sitting there and it's like, okay, there's other people in scarcity mind, mindset too. So they're afraid. And typically in a male dominated world, they get talked down to. So I'm like, you know what? Let's throw a little bit of fun in there. Let's give them some hope. So how to manifest what they want in their life, show them how to clear money blocks. And then let's talk about investing because then it's not as scary because so that's what I found. Like that really was the game changer and really helped people. Now someone is totally not into that. Obviously, I'm not going to go there with them. But I've been attracting people who like that kind of thing. But yeah, for example, if I have attorneys who are just black and white, yeah, I'm yeah. just sticking to the base to, to, to the traditional side. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: sure. No. There, the law got to hold them in the end. If if they're if thinking they're of being attorney later in life, it's one thing, but. Your typical attorney that turns attorney at 20, their brain's so regimented with regards to the rules and regulations, it's hard for them to see the light, see the light for the trees mm-hmm. type of stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. What's great is you've created a, a niche and you're uh, attracting your ideal clients. That's so hard for so many people to do. It's so easy to say, I want to do everything for everybody. But really, you've identified and you've found a way to attract those people who are most interested in working with you. And that's just such a powerful differentiator. Kudos to you. That's awesome. Is there something that you learned later in life that you wish you would have known earlier?
3: There's probably a lot of stuff. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) definitely just be yourself and embrace who you are. And your story is your glory. So don't be afraid of it. I was terrified to tell people like, Yeah, I was working in financial planning services and I had no money, but my clients were making money, but I was stuck. And then it's funny when I shared that on my first podcast that I went on, when was that last year? Someone called me up to work with me. I was like, "What? that's all you guys are waiting for is my story. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I wish I would have learned. Don't be afraid of who you are. You are who you are. There's plenty of clients out there to work with. You're not a right fit for everybody. So make it easy. Don't try to be like everybody else. Be you because no one can be you. And then just go from there and you'll attract clients that you like to work with. And also pick a niche early on because you just become more focused. I know it's hard because when I first started, I was calling anybody, everybody, cold calling. And so, so yes, I would say that.
1: That's what they did to me. They gave me the, um, what was it called? They called it the Haines directory. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And it was cross. It gave your address. If you had their phone number, you could find the address. You could find their phone number. Smiling dial yeah.
3: every Monday night when I started at man we had that yeah yeah I'm um, telling yeah. you
1: this is back in the 80s when you could still do that it would I go to work in the morning come for dinner and go back at night and call to about nine o'clock it was that no no mentors or whatever it was just slog slog and uh, yeah yeah that do but one thing I did learn for every hundred calls I made I got a new account. I kept track of that. It's funny, but you didn't know whether it was going to be your 99th call or your first call. Yeah. got 100 calls. Yes. Yeah.
2: So numbers, they, yeah. Numbers game, that's tough.
1: It is yeah. tough. It burned out more people. My class, I think there was probably less than 10% of the people left after three years that are part of my class. Wow. And that's, the industry had a way of just churning and burning individuals yeah. because of their system was so myopic as far as just beating people over the head. Hey, I got something to sell you, almost like a circus barker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing consideration as far as I have value in the fact that my knowledge about planning will help you, much like any other professional, because the world of financial planning was born from insurance and it gravitated towards stocks, and those are all, mm-hmm. let me sell you this. I'm not expecting you to buy my service. I've got to sell you this. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's changing. Yeah. People have a lot more control
2: over the buying decision process now yeah. than they ever mm-hmm. have. Don, you definitely want to check out Hero on a Mission because what you just described is also moving beyond hero stage to guide stage, which is when you're telling your life story, you're showing people that you've lived it, that you've been there, that you're real. They're seeing you as somebody that can guide them to help them accomplish their mm-hmm. goals. So I think it'll really resonate with you. I definitely would uh, love to have you back on and see what your thoughts are after you have a chance
1: to read that. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I'll have to check that out.
1: John, speaking of books, you mentioned that you have your, wrote a book. Yes. So we'd love to be able to have you tell us about what your, the name of your book, when it was published, and what is your book all about?
3: Sure. It's called The Spiritual Path to Prosperity, dot, dot. The truth about money review. So it starts out with my story, my background. Then I share my manifestation technique. I go into releasing money blocks. Then I talk about investing. I believe in evidence-based investing and I go into why that works. Then I talk about, let's develop a spending plan. How do you get out of debt? Then I talk about using life insurance as a retirement supplement and how it could also be used as your bank. Then I give a little bit of case study. So it's perfect for everybody, no matter where you are in your journey. If you're stuck in that parking garage like I was, that manifestation technique is going to help you. Then if you still have your blocks, like we all have blocks. Warren Buffett has money blocks. Everybody has money blocks. Shows you how to work through those whenever they pop up. Okay. Then it shows you how to invest for the long term. None of this like going into crypto and all this trying to get rich quick. It doesn't really work. You got to be lucky. And luck is not a strategy when you're talking financial planning. And then once you do have money, like real money and you want to help avoid taxes that's where like the life insurance piece comes in so it's like a motivational inspirational book and has it's very concise too it's only like about 100 pages so it's a quick read okay. and it just breaks it down no fluff i actually had to keep thinking okay what else am i going to write because i get stuff right to the point to because <laughs> i know i just want to know what you need to do i don't need all this fluff so right. other people must <laughs> be like that too
2: so how did you write your book did you just sit down and start writing
3: First, I started out venting about the whole hypocrisy in our industry about being independent versus non-independent, like REAs want you to use their money manager, or if they don't want that, they want to control your insurance business. And I'm like, this isn't how it works. That's not independence. Then I stopped for two years. Then I picked it up again. I guess, yeah, when COVID hit, I was like, you know what? Let me just go for it. One of my spiritual coaches like, I see you writing a book. And I was like, uh-huh. I'm not writing a book. And she's going to be spirituality and finance. I'm like, no, it's not. Hell no. People will think I'm nuts. And then <laughs> conjured, even before COVID, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do that, let me go finish up and get that CFP designation. Since apparently it's a big deal. It's a hard test, a lot mm-hmm. of work, but. I don't really know if it's made, I guess it gives a credibility factor, especially when you're talking about spiritual stuff and manifestation. Mm -hmm. So I guess um, it helps in that regard. Yeah. So I just started writing it. So I sat down after I started doing my speaking gigs. I was like, let me write this book. So I started again in last August. So September, then I took a break. I wanted to do more research, even though I already knew I was just, should I put insurance in? Should I not? People do it all the time. Let me put it in a way so they understand, because I wanted to simplify things in our world there's the insurance people and the, the financial like the certified financial planners so they don't really agree all the time just like regular no. investment people they're stuck on their side their way is the best way insurance people know their way is the best way and it's not that's just not true you need both of them so yeah. i gave both sides and so people could come together and it's actually that's funny good. i actually did that presentation for the financial planning association last month and i was pretty shocked that they, they it was well received <laughs> i was not nervous but i was like how are these people gonna take it when I'm talking about money blocks? (laughs) But it was good. So then I finished the book, I gave myself, I picked it up again in March and I said, you know what? I keep saying I'm writing a book and I'm never, I'm not done. So I'm like April 30th, I better finish this. And I finished it April 14th, then sent it to my editor, then got sent it to my publisher. And then it came out, we released it on July 27th was the um, open date
2: Okay.
3: or the release date, if whatever you wanna call it, yeah. And that's spread into so many other things too that I have developed from that.
2: I've written a couple of books. It's a fascinating process to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome.
3: So from that book, like I said, I've been getting media press and then I'm launching an online course, which I'm working on. I had some VIP days and then now I'm doing actually next Thursday, a Manifestation Power Hour. So yeah, so I'm excited about all the opportunities that it's creating for me. And and it's a great marketing tool.
2: In certain respects, writing a book has become the new business card. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's great to immediately establish credibility and authority. And it sounds to me like what you've done is you've taken the work that you've put into it and you're repurposing it Mm -hmm. and putting it into the online course and all of these things that you can leverage where you build it once and you sell it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that's really the model of scale. What kind of marketing has been working best for you?
3: Basically being out in the public eye, Or even just finding me on like on the financial planning website, people will Google me, they'll see me on a podcast or where I'm speaking. I do a lot of speaking for national networking group. So I do that. The book, that's been very helpful in getting some clients that way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just being out there all over social media, wherever I could be, just being out there
2: what's your favorite social media platform
3: facebook because it's easy and i'm used to that
2: and that's (laughs) probably where you have a lot of ideal clients instagram probably is a pretty good place for you too Mm -hmm. i would imagine
3: yeah i go on there too sometimes i always forget that one because i'm like okay i have to go upload the videos from my computer so i can't really always just do it from my phone but yeah i'm trying to become more proactive on that
2: all right yeah we can talk offline about some some great social media scheduling tools if you want Mm -hmm. and even facebook creator studio allows you to create content and publish it to your Instagram account as well. So yeah, I saw
3: that know. button and um, usually I use another company, Mark, so they just get all my schedule. I just look at it and then they go put it out there, which is nice. But that saves a lot of time because yeah, you know, when I do my own stuff, like YouTube videos, I have a YouTube channel that takes a while because then you got to go spread it out. But that's yeah. the best way to grow it because everyone's on social media.
2: Yeah, definitely. What to what marketing challenges do you see you have right now?
3: Fortunately, I got into this great lead program. So I have people coming to me to have that's so I knock on wood, I don't, this is the first time I say, I don't really think I have a marketing challenge at this point because I, like I said, everything I've been doing is starting to return. Cause it took a while. I was putting, I was putting stuff out there. I'm like, what the heck? I just got in this article, I'm in Thrive Global. I'm, they wrote an article on me, like what's happening. But then now it again, it takes time. It's not instantaneously. It's just the consistency. Like I email my database all the time, keep them updated. Yeah. And everyone's not always ready thinking about, oh, I need to go do financial planning right now. But yeah. there comes a time yeah. when they are ready and then they'll reach out because again, it's like this yeah. brand recognition.
2: How are you growing your email database?
3: Um, Everyone I meet on my workshops that I do or yeah. when I go to my in-person networking events.
2: Are you using anything like a text message marketing platform when you speak where you can provide like a, some resources or even a, a copy of the presentation that you did? That's a great way to get people to opt in by text message as well. I haven't they- really done
3: text because I don't know how the compliance is about that. I just use my email like I yeah. get when they from the invitation, they go into my email database from that and I drip yeah. on them.
2: Yeah, you definitely want to use a compliant text message marketing program because it has to be permission-based. You can have a a call to action and you can deliver content by text. Mm -hmm. Then you need to ask them if it's okay to continue to Mm -hmm.
1: communicate with them. Well, Don, you mentioned lead program. Is that a Uh, national program or a local program what kind of lead yeah actually it's a
3: national program and if people want to get involved they are looking for not in my area obviously because i have that area but anyone who sells like fixed index annuities they're looking for people across the country where basically we help clients they're looking for jobs so we help them with career coaching and then we have an opportunity if they're inclined to have us do their financial planning for them so they book everybody. You just have to use their marketing company. So they book the rooms for you. And yeah, so it, been successful.
1: So this is it. This is a third party marketing company hired by I guess they're an IMO. Yeah,
3: IMO. So they found me on social media again. Uh, they found me okay. on LinkedIn.
1: But you're not locked into one insurance company. I no, mean, you got, you IMO just gotta use their been.
3: FMO or IMO, but you could use whatever insurance company. Now obviously right. some of them pay higher commissions or something right. like that. But yeah, you get to pick which one you want to pick
1: we mentioned a lot of things about marketing as far as your practice, we talked about your book and so forth and you get leads and so forth. Can you pick out one that's most important of all? we talked about you being yourself, your spirituality mm-hmm. and so forth. What'd you say? Your story is your glory. I like yeah. that term. What, what would be the most important one that you were talking to advisors that are younger advisors that are just getting in the business. Maybe they're coming out of a Wells Fargo or they're coming out of some bank program. They're going please help me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not making any money. I'm going crazy.
3: <laughs> well, one is don't give up. Like that, cause that was me. I always did things the hard way. I don't have a natural market. I moved around and started in two different uh, places where I didn't know a soul. So I just never gave up. Do what you have to do with side hustles. So that's the one thing. Cause you won't fail. If you don't give up, pick like a niche market, something that you naturally do. If you're a golfer, go like network at golf things, talk to golfers, or I don't know if you're into soccer Actually, I was funny. I was just at uh, one of our conferences and there was an ex pro soccer player and he's I really love soccer. And I'm like, why don't you go work in that market? Call up your friends, just hang out with them, talk to them and develop yourself. Hey, I'm the financial expert for, for people, for soccer players or the soccer Mm -hmm. association, yeah, Yeah, do what you love. If your market is doctors, but you have no interest in the medical field or anything (laughs) like you're not going to be successful. That's (laughs) a tough tough
1: but you may not be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. As a rule, I didn't find when I was I didn't find many doctors that were truly happy about what they did. That goes double time for dentists. Maybe it's peering into somebody's mouth all day long. They just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. But your thoughts are well grown. Get into something that you like to do, what you're naturally attracted to, a yeah. hobby or an activity, whatever the case may be, and go from there.
3: Yeah, yeah that because then then work is fun too for you, and you already have that common bond.
2: We've talked about some traditional marketing kinds of things that, even though people may not employ them a whole lot, writing a book and doing networking events is a very traditional thing in my mind and a very offline kind of a thing. It has to be all about digital marketing these days. Digital marketing is an important amplifier, but it may or may not be the thing that gets you started. I think you've talked about maybe some referral networks or groups that you're a part of as well. Have you been doing anything with those or even doing yes. direct mail, for example?
3: Oh, no way. I mean, I'm very frugal. I'm not spending money that I don't have to. I'm not going do direct mail. But networking groups, like national, I became a lifetime member of a national women's group. So okay. I get called on to speak on all the time, like once a month or so. Yeah. Simply be yeah, have been too busy. But I become a speaker, talk about financial stuff, talk about my law of attraction stuff. Then people reach out. They see me from there. And... <laughs> So that's, so speaking, and I'm always looking for more speaking engagements because that's where I'm finding the most success is when you speak client, they want to work with you. They know you a little more. Absolutely.
2: The fact that you're speaking again, it it demonstrates your authority. And then your delivery is going to convey that element of trust and the ability to guide people to help them solve their problem. If they can self-identify with your story, it's golden. What you're doing is fantastic.
3: Thank you. As a marketer,
2: I'm I'm jealous. It took me forever.
3: uh, It took 16 years to get here.
2: I understand. It it can be a very long path. Like you said earlier, you've just got to be persistent. You got to hang in there. You got to keep trying. That's the most important thing.
3: Yeah. And there's always the next level too, because now I'm like, okay, I did all that. Okay. And I feel like, when's your next book coming out? I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, we'll read this one first. I'm like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) So now I'm like, I have ideas for that. I'm like, okay, now it's like time for all this. I'm like, I want to do this because I believe in work-life balance. I love what I do, but I also want to have a life. I love traveling. Traveling is great. Yes. I want to just do what I want whenever I want and just have total freedom. And then that's also being a role model for your clients. But hey, you guys could do it too. Yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that, that comes to mind that you'd like to talk about? First of all, I guess I'm a little naive in terms of what do you mean by manifestation?
3: Like when you want something, if you really want something, yeah. So I have this little prayer thing that I say, and then okay. it works. So whatever you're asking for, you're going to get it. Sometimes it's not in the way you expect it, but you always get exactly what you need. For example, like something, even like a parking spot or here's something stupid. Oh, oh, like my apartment, like I'll like manifest, oh, I really want this kind of apartment. You give very details. be grateful that, that you already have it now. And then boom, it just happens. Like I, I did that for my other part, my dream car. I got my dream car by doing that. Kind of like a visualization technique and being grateful before you already have it. And then that just attracts, Mm -hmm. attracts it to you. I don't know if you ever watched The Secret. That's what it is. You basically, but you have to put action towards it. Like you Mm -hmm. you say the prayer. Like I said, this guy manifested his house. We did it and he didn't get the house he wanted. But I said, part of that is saying or something better. And then he called me a month later. You were right. Guess what? I got a house. It's $50,000 less and it's better than the one that I wanted.
1: Yeah. We used to do, I've done that quite often I think what works is you take a picture or make a mirage or something or not like a, a
3: vision board. A, yep. You could do vision boards. I've done that
1: a vision board and hanging on the refrigerator. You look at it about three, four times a day and that goes into your subconscious and you're, and you're sleeping at night. Your subconscious is just
3: okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's just crazy no. how it happens. Yeah. And if any okay. of your listeners are like, I know we're live. So if they're listening now, they could uh, email me or go to my website And then email me and I could get you signed up for my uh, Manifestation Power Hour. I'm going to do it with each one who is on the call individually. So whatever you want, there's a good chance you could get it. Um, And that's through my other company, Dawn Santariello Enterprises. And it's Thursday, October 28th from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's only 99. So anyone who wants to check that out, um, just email me. Go to my website, dsfinancialstrategies.com and get in touch with me. And I'll send you the link for all that
1: well done is this has been a great conversation about mm-hmm. marketing on the mm-hmm. essential financial advisor marketing show on financial advisor.com is there anything else that uh, final comment you want to add to uh what you've already added a lot but uh just yeah.
3: in- <laughs> oh can i promote so, my book too while we're at it so um <laughs> yeah, if you want, again, you could go to my website and I could actually and email me because I could actually send, you could buy personally autographed books for me or it's wherever books are sold—Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target—it's all out there.
2: And what's the name of your book again?
3: The spiritual path to prosperity: the mm-hmm. truth about money revealed.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Investing's always been about not only the numbers, but also about yeah. financial mindset and behavior. Financial behavior is oh so, so important.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, probably, I think it's the yeah. most important. People yeah. ruin their portfolios mm-hmm. like in a snap. And you. And that's why you need to work with an advisor because you're it's your money. You're too close to it. You're going to make yeah. stupid mistakes because it's, you're too involved. So that's, that's why I tell people, reason. don't do it on your own. That's the whole
1: reason why financialadvisors.com, we have independent financial advisors on there mm-hmm. that people can choose to work with because they're third party, arm's length, and they're going to do the best for you because you pay them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it, it keeps a third party, it, you get too close to something you can't see, you can't see outside, inside. Mm-hmm. You, it's you. Yeah. So it's good to have a, a professional third party advisor to actually help you get where you want to go. Thank
3: you. This was so great being on your show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Don. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Santorielli. Or Sant- oh, no,
3: close. Hello? Santoriello.
1: Santariello. I got it. Don Santariello. Thank you very much with Diaz Financial Strategy. Be sure to get a copy of her book, The Spiritual Path to Prosperity. And of course, I want to thank my co-host Ken Tucker for being on the show. Thank you, Don, for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please be sure and subscribe to the Essential Financial Advisor Marketing Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We'd love for you to review us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit financialadvisorsupport.com for more episodes, our financial advisor directory, our blogs and video resources, and links to set up a free consultation with the hosts of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.